wonderful. Well, I just wanted to share a few words about family this morning and um, uh, just what a joy it is to be part of it and to be here for such a, a special time. It, it felt like a very appropriate time to share about family. Um, I don't know what co- words come to mind when I say that word for you. Uh, perhaps uh, some good thoughts, probably if you are a human being, some less than good thoughts. Um, when I talk to people, it seems it's always mixed. Um, but certainly Matt mentioned the last time that they were here with many of you in this building. Did you say 10 years ago? Yeah. 10 years ago. Um, uh, with lots of you present, I, if I'd, I doubt they would have said that family would look like family looks now 10 years ago. If I'd have said to them, what's life going to look like in 10 years, I don't think they would have said what it's turned out to be because of course life does have a way of working out very differently than what we hope, dream or expect. But I just want to talk about how it has worked out and how things do work out. And um, where's all this stuff going? Oh yeah, so kids, if you, um, if you want to create a little family paper chain, you can do. There's some stuff there and some pens and some scissors. You can come and grab one and take it back to it. There you go, Ariella, you're always in first, sweetheart. There you go, love. Grab one of them and a pair of scissors and some pens and you can get a grown-up to tell you the instructions. They might be able to work it out and it might all work at the end or it might not, but feel free to grab some of them. But even as they do this, you know, they're doing a little paper chain of people. I was just wondering who you would draw on your family. Who is in and who is out and where does it start and where does it stop and um, what even is family? Last year, a person who I called my uncle Alan passed away and I was um, a beneficiary of his estate. In fact, I realized after I put this jacket on, it's actually his jacket, so I did, I did all right. And, um, and I was part of his estate. Uh, he's, uh, I was one of the beneficiaries, rather, and I was involved in clearing the house out, doing all that sort of stuff. But I was not generic, genetically related to Alan. In fact, I shared no DNA that I'm aware of at all with him. Uncle Alan, like you may well have uncles and aunties, was actually my dad's best friend growing up and my dad's best man and my godfather. So there was no genetic relation at all, and yet I was a beneficiary of his will. More recently, a person who I called Uncle Leslie, who I do have a genetic connection with, passed away. And we as a family, kind of part of our family, only found this out after the funeral, because we got told that he'd, we got this email, so he's passed away, the funeral's been, we just wanted to let you know. And we're like, oh, okay. But yeah, I do have a genetic connection with this person. So one person I have no connection with, and yet I'm wearing his jacket because I was a beneficiary, and another one, the funeral's been and gone, and we didn't even know about it. Families are strange things, aren't they? They're interesting things. Where do we draw the lines? Have you got that first slide, Luke? According to the dictionary, a family is a group of one or more parents and their children living together as a unit or a group of people related by blood or marriage. Which isn't really helpful because what we had on stage was a family, but the second one is potentially, if you did some tests in a lab and you were very scientific about it and you took heart and emotion and connection out of it, you could go, okay, well, that don't really work. And a group of one of my parents and their children living together, well, my eldest son, is in Durham at the moment. He's in his third year of university, so he's not living with us, but he's part of our family. We were just together last week for his birthday. We got to see him for a week, which was wonderful. So 
these definitions don't kind of really work for me. Equally for my family, we are not all related by blood. My three sons and my wife, Faye, are not genetically connected because my first wife passed away. So there is no genetic connection, but we are most definitely a family. And so family, it seems to me, then is much more than genes. Perhaps family, I'm learning, is actually much more about heart. I, I was in uh, the hospital recently uh, with Samantha, actually. I was meant to go see her at home, and she ended up in A&E. And I said, well, I may as well come to A&E than come to see you. It's, I'm going to come and see you anyway. And I turned up, and um, this nurse said, um, are you a partner? I said, no, I'm a next of kin. She went, oh, so you're a relative? I said, no, I'm a next of kin. And she looked at me with this funny look in the middle of this crazy A&E department and went, uh, sorry? I said, well, Samantha's, we're Samantha's family. She doesn't have any natural family that's around, that's close, that she's in contact with. So I'm a next of kin. It says that on her phone. And she kind of went, oh. (laughs) She didn't have time to talk too much because she's in the middle of Bradford A&E. So there's not much time for anybody in there. But. It was this alien thought that somebody could be, to this nurse, it was, it was clearly completely alien that somebody could be family that was not genetically related. I guess in an ideal world, our hearts would be connected in deep ways to those we share genes with. But my experience of life and talking with people is that that always isn't often the case. That often the people we share deep connection with are not always those we share genes with. Most people have, or many people rather, have heart connections with those so they have no genetic connection with them. Sometimes those heart bonds are stronger than any genetic bonds. Certainly there are members of my genetic family who I perhaps see once a year, maybe even less than that. There are other people who I have no, if you did a blood test, they wouldn't match and yet I have a heart bond with them that's deep and close and real. I think many people often live in great pain because they've been sold the lie that family is about genes. And they look at their genetic connections and struggle to have a heart connection with those people and therefore conduce they have no family. But I've come to understand, and I'll show you in a minute, that I think Jesus understood the same, that actually there's genes and then there's heart. And ideally we want them both. That would be a wonderful world where genetic connection and heart connection were both really deep and strong. But I'm yet to meet a wider family where that happens. In Mark 3, have you got that slide there? This happens. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone to call him. A crowd was sitting around him. They said, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother? And my brothers, he asked. And it seems to me that Jesus is challenging the accepted wisdom and convention of his day and perhaps our day, that he should give priority to those genetic connections. Instead, he goes, uh, well, who are they? Everybody's going, well, you, your mum gave birth to you and you, she gave birth to your brothers, so clearly you shouldn't be with these people. You should be with these people because this is where you must be. And Jesus Basically, he turns around and he says this to them. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here 
and my mother and my brothers. In other words, he was sharing heart with some people. And they were receiving his heart. And to Jesus, and I don't think for Jesus it was either or. I think it was both and. He's not going, these are not my mother. He's just going, look, I'm thinking way bigger than you. I'm not just thinking. And he's not going, because these are my brother. No, 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 it's both and. It's not either or. In fact, everything in the kingdom is pretty much both and. We've got very confused by thinking it's either or, it's this or that. No, most of the time, it's both and. The dictionary contains another definition of family. Have you got that one? All the descendants of a common ancestor or a group of peoples from a common stock. Which again, in one sense, you could argue doesn't work for either the Scott family or my Carver family. But in another sense, it does work. And it works for every family, including you at a much bigger deeper level sense we are i believe all family i want to show you just a, a two minute video your genesis did you know that before the foundation of the world you were chosen god thought of you before he thought of creating anything at all in fact he only created the world because he thought of you he made it for you he knew everything that you would love, enjoy and delight in. He beautifully crafted it and brought it to life for you. Just as any loving parent prepares a home for their children. The Bible, which contains some of his words to us, says this. In Ephesians 1 verse 4. Just as he chose you in him before the foundation of the world. Sometimes you may sit in your chair lie in bed and imagine the most beautiful things, exciting and wonderful things, so wonderful you're not sure that they could ever come true. One day long ago, before the world ever was, the Father and His Son, the Word, along with the Holy Spirit, the incredible Helper, were talking together. They talked in the sheer love and joy of their being, in the environment that they had created, and decided they wanted kids. Not robots, but children. Children of God. You came into his mind and heart. In those moments that followed, the seed thought of who you are, your design, your character, your essence of being, your gifts and abilities. You came into his mind and heart. And in that perfect moment, you were chosen. That was your genesis. Right there in him, before the world even came into being. What a wonderful thought. He is your dad, and he loves you. You see, I said before that in an ideal world, our hearts would be connected in deep ways to those that we share genes with. Well, the truth is that you were made in the image and likeness of God, and he loves you deeply, just as you are. The truth is there does exist the ideal world, where we are connected both in heart and genetic makeup, because the truth is before you were thought of by any human being, you were thought of by the Father and Jesus. You were and always have been in his heart and you are a reflection of his image and likeness. So no matter who you think your family are before any earthly connections, there is a heavenly connection that you have with your heavenly Father in whose image and likeness you are made. Now you may not feel it and you might not be aware of it, but your unawareness doesn't make it untrue. It simply means you're unaware of it. And my prayer is that you might become increasingly aware of the heart bond that exists between you 
and your heavenly father. Uh, Leah is not the only baby in the last 12 months that's arrived in this church. I think we've had about 10 and there's another few on the way. Um, but it's fascinating to talk to all these new parents. And one of the things that I think they've all said is that they thought they knew love until they had a child. They thought they knew the lengths you'd go to for love and the pain you'd feel when a loved one got hurt until they had a child. And what they say, pretty much each of them, is that there's a whole other level of love as a parent that goes out. And of course, what's true of us on a human level is also true of Father God. It's also true of his love for you. These verses again in Ephesians chapter 1, that last one. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had you in mind and settled on you as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love long ago. He decided to adopt you into his family through Jesus Christ. And really, I want to finish by just saying this. I want you to know this morning, there is a whole other level of love towards you. Whatever you have felt for somebody else or somebody else has felt for you is nothing. It is nothing compared to the love the Father has towards you. You may think you've known love. You may think you've fallen in love. You may have experienced a complete lack of love, but there is a whole other scale on which we do not know but can understand and can receive, which comes from the Father, whose heart to you is good, true, constant and consistent and there is no one outside his love and forgiveness and no one too far away to receive it because in truth you are part of my family whether you are aware of it or not you are part of my family because I am part of the family of God and I have a dad who loves me and you have a dad who loves you and together we are his family the only difference between anybody on the face of the earth is our awareness of that truth and our understanding and acceptance of it you see, his heart has always been settled on you as the focus of his love. And this morning, I want to leave you just with that thought. That his heart is settled on you as the focus of his love. Could we just pray before we finish? Father, I want to thank you that your heart towards us is strong and sure and certain and true. And I pray, Father, that every person in this room and anyone watching online as well, wherever they're at on their journey of understanding they are part of your family and the incredible level of your love towards them, that we might each of us go a little bit further on that journey this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I keep thinking of this song. I'm sorry. You've done so well. Some of you have done so well to be here for so long. But I just keep thinking of this song. And it's called The Steadfast Love of the Lord Never Ceases. And I think it would be really nice if those that know it could just stand up and begin to sing it with me. All right? We don't need no band for this one. We all know it. Okay? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. 
They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Just one more time. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Your mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. If there's anyone else who wants to know anything about Jesus at all, there are loads and loads of people who would love to talk to you about him. Okay, so just mention it, okay? Absolutely. I love you all. Bless you all. Absolutely.